Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey winners, I hope you're enjoying your June wherever you are. We've got an absolutely brilliant episode for you now, which I recorded back in early May at the beautiful Machanith Comedy Festival with fellow comedian, the excellent Abaglia Shaman. She's just as open as me and has had the most similar backstory with eating to me out of everyone I've spoken to. That's nice for me. Before we get into it, just my usual thank you for listening and for spreading the word about the podcast. You can help me fund it if you've got any spare cash over at patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod. I swap your money, um, which is from as little as $2 a month for stuff like guests' recipes, extra content and discount or free tickets to live shows. But also um, worth mentioning, if you're really strapped for cash, then don't worry at all. Just telling other people about this podcast is a giant gift to me. Also, if you're ever really, really, really strapped for cash, and you want to come to a live show but you just can't afford it get in touch with me i'll see what i can do on the topic of live shows the next one in the diary is in canterbury at the marlow festival on the 18th of july sorting out some kick-ass guests right now and i would love to see you there tickets for that are in the podcast notes and tickets for all the live shows as well as all my stand-up shows like previews for my new shows hench and the play i'm in at the moment which is called brexit they're all always listed on my website over at jessicafosterq.com okay into the podcast now listen i've got two warnings about this podcast um episode sorry one is more serious than the other. <laughs> so, one, um, we talk a lot about diets, not in any promotional way, of course, you know where I stand on that. Uh, but we do talk about them and in quite a lot of detail because I think uh, they need their bullshit exposed. And my guest has her story on the topic. Um, but if you're better off not hearing people talk about diets at all or weight at all, then please know this might not be the episode for you. And warning number two. Uh, at one point, during Abigail's detailed description of a Thanksgiving dinner, I make a really embarrassingly sexual noise. <laughs> Admittedly, this warning really only applies to anyone in my immediate family who might be listening. <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, we're in a lovely cafe in the middle of Pretty Machantlith uh, called Number 21. We're at the, um, how do you say the name of the festival? <laughs> I think that's spot on. It's... My cunt... No, McCuntliff. <laughs> McCuntliff. 
um, a beautiful comedy festival on the what is it? Never, never eat on the west coast of Wales. Yeah, got it. And it's a beautiful day. We're both staying places where the view from our accommodation is babies, lambs. Yeah, not I'm human babies. On a, yeah, I'm staying on a lamb farm, and it was the. Lady, that's just a farm yeah, this time of year. That's yeah. just a f- any yeah. farm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Lamb farm. <laughs> but um, the lady drove me in yesterday. She pointed to this one sheep. She's like, "That sheep, I know. I know that sheep's face." And of course, I don't want to be sheepish, but they all look the same to me. But she was telling me how last year yeah. that sheep uh, lost her lamb. Like the lamb died in the. Oh, do they only have one at a time? Some some have two, but she yeah. had one, and. Uh, she lost it and then it like died in the field and she kept going back to the place where the lamb died so she's like so this year she had her lamb and her lamb like lived and it's like so I'm just so happy for it they should make a film about it called like babe lamb version tell me about um, the best and worst things you've eaten in recent week or two Um, oh gosh I have to think about that for a second I mean, I'm I'm pretty good at not eating horrible food. So, but I would say the most disappointing thing I've is eaten. in like well, even if you're starving, you'll go. No, I'm afraid that looks like it's going to be really upsetting. No, like I, I'm good at ordering things I like, and yeah. I'm I'm a fairly decent cook. Although I cool. have screwed stuff up, but like the other day I was so I I've been in Ireland for two days, and then I was home for a day, and now I'm here. So the other night I would plan to really cook a nice meal because I was like, it's my one night off. I'm going to cook a really good meal. And instead I fell asleep. So uh, we had chicken Kiev uh, that, you know, you could just buy. Like, I love I didn't chicken make. Kiev. But it's not what I, you know, I wanted to like roast a thing and, and oh, marinate okay. a thing oh, and nice. prepare a right, thing. Right, right, right. So right. instead we just had chicken Kiev and rice. And I was oh, like, so that's a weird combination actually, chicken yeah. Kiev and rice. Well, I imagine the rice might soak up the garlicky buttery yeah. insides. Yeah, so... If I've ever got a raging hangover, I used to... Re- but when I ate meat all the time, I used to crave... Not I'd, not one, two chicken kids. It'd have to be two. I just on their own. Just this year, I've developed, like... I mean, I always loved it, but, like, a deep need for breaded chicken. Like... <laughs> Chicken Kiev, chicken fingers. Like, I'm just, like, a deep need. A deep need. I want that to be like your the, the, your wrestler name, the bit that goes in the in between your two real names. Like Abaglad, deep, deep need. need <laughs> the, the, What's a chicken finger, by the way? Is that what an American calls a goujon? Yeah. Why do you call it a goujon? Uh, Is that French? We like to do French things. Yeah, okay. it makes us feel like we're classy and sexy. Because I, I was always really <laughs> nervous to order goujon because I wasn't ever quite sure what it meant. Someone told me um, recently that Tom Holland, who plays Spider-Man, uh, who now has a massive American following, like yeah. young, young girls and boys, they all think he's crazy for saying croissant um, because in the states you say a croissant. Croissant. And they get him to say it. It's like his party trick for him to say it. And they're like, he says it wrong. It's like, we just, yeah, we copy the French people. Technically, we say it correctly. (laughs) Or do we, yeah. Yeah. French people probably hear us saying, a croissant. I think we're a complete bellend. Yeah. And then the best thing I've eaten, do-do-do. I have to think about what I've eaten recently. Because I've, 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 I really love food, but I forget about it almost immediately. Um, God, that's so interesting. That's far more interesting than what the best thing you'll have eaten recently is, that you just forget about it. Do you think it's the same as anything, though? Like, in the same way, it's like, a gig goes really well, and like you're like, mm, cool, gig went well. But a gig goes bad, and you're like, ooh, it's in my veins. Yeah, I guess so. But I actually forget about the bad ones I have a okay. I'm, a, I'm an optimist with a selective memory really? <laughs> <laughs> nice but in terms of food then oh really so you don't hold on to eating memories you don't like cling on to those so like m- meals that are events like you know Thanksgiving or like um, for my boyfriend's birthday in February I took him to a steakhouse in London and the steak was so amazing I had to ask where they got the beef it was American beef and I was like I fucking knew it really I knew it because we 
Sorry, sorry, Britain, but we just do beef better. Really? I, yeah, I think so. We probably overfeed them and fill them with hormones, but um, right. The, 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 You've processed the, the living cow yeah, to deliciousness the, better. The do you maybe they get massaged of, or something? Thick. Yeah, it's thicker. It's more tender. I'm not quite sure what the difference is. It's even oh, like this is fascinating. What was the steakhouse in London? Uh, it's in South London. I'd have to look it up on okay. my phone because I can't remember exactly where it is. I took him axe throwing and then I took him to a steak dinner. You took him axe throwing yeah. and then you took him for a steak yeah. dinner. That's w- the most masculating birthday yeah. present. I really wanted him to feel like a man. That's perfect. But tell you, what's brilliant about it is I bet that you loved it just as much as him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I want to be taken axe yeah. throwing. And then we got real competitive because I did... I made the best axe throwing for the first couple, and then he started to slide in front of me, and it was just like, no, this I care is, if it's your birthday, yeah, bitch. You're yeah, going down. you're going down. Um, yeah, but even fun fact about uh, American steak, it's better in uh, the Midwest than it is in uh, in like Colorado in the mountain area because the in grazing area. Yeah, more I was going to say that's got to be to do with what they're yeah. eating, I what think they're eating, and how they're treated, isn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I, I would it, say so. I they are probably how young they are. Which yeah, is so sad probably. And gross, but. Um, yeah, because the, the Midwest is more lush and green. Right. So that's probably actually why steak is not as good here. Uh, what? But we're very lush and green. You are lush. In fact, and green. Wales is the lushest and greenest place I think in uh, in the whole of Britain. Yeah, I don't know. Me, I. It's just. But it's also warmer in the Midwest than it is here. So, you, so maybe it has maybe something. You've got that thing maybe they grow a combination bigger. of it being. I mean, what we're doing here is being two comedians talking about something we know nothing about. Yeah. Say scrum diddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Oh, my God. This looks so good. This looks so good. Look at that. Whoa. Right, thank you. Mmm, that's what salsa verde is. Whoa, this is um, beautiful. I didn't. I felt quite like a. Whoa, look at that amazing bread. Wow, wow, wow. Shares his fezzies. Yeah, I might have to have a beauty Yeah, you bread. do. That's pepper. Is that pepper? Um, and this is salt. Oh, thanks, mate. Thank you. Um, right, I'm just going to say it, because otherwise I'll never say it. I don't know how anyone can look at all those baby lambs and think, mmm, hungry. Well, see, I, this morning, was watching the lambs. Thank you. And I saw, Lush, thank I you saw so a much. cute moment where, like, this mom lamb was bleeding and there wasn't a baby around her. And all of a sudden, a baby, like, ran towards her, bleeding as well. And they were, like, connecting. But um, I was watching it. And when you hear about reasons not to eat meat, you always hear about factory farming and the mistreatment of animals. And it was so sustainable and it was so beautiful and so natural that I was like, you know what? If they live like this... I'm actually more okay with eating meat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that being said, talking to Claire, my, my uh, landlady, my farming lady, um, she doesn't eat lamb. No. She's like, I can't, I can't bear it. Because <laughs> they're still kids. It's that thing like, oh, but I mean, I, I, I understand that's why they're so delicious. I did, um, it was the first meat I ever said I don't want to eat anymore was lamb when I was a kid. That, I grew up in the countryside around lambs. I think it's just can just be really. I, I didn't grow up eating lamb because my mom doesn't like it. So oh, right. I didn't. Eat, and it makes sense that it's the one you'd stop eating because it's a really strong. It is strong, yeah. Distinctive, like you know, you're eating an animal yeah. when you eat lamb. <clears throat> but again, I mean, in line with what you were saying before, I think that means it's the sort of thing you should eat. Like mm. you know. You should know that what you're eating is an animal. You shouldn't have something that just tasted a sponge that could have been anything. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Like how chicken fingers. That, that it's amazing. It it's amazing. Is I don't know sweet or salty? Salty. Oh, fit. Yeah, this so... This is really good cheese. I got, um, uh, for the listeners at home, I got a, a ham hock with uh, some fried potatoes. They're whole potatoes. It's not like a little wedge of... Uh, hash brown and an egg on top and it might be you're asking best meal I've had in two weeks it's this it's oh, 100% yes. this also they've put some greens in there that mm. I don't know what that is but that looks so nice it looks pepper. looks like it's going to be peppery mm. yeah um, I've got uh, a, a Welsh omelette with Welsh local cheddar in it and slow roasted oven roasted tomatoes 
I like it when they say often roasted, actually, because I think, where else are you going to roast it, mate? <laughs> um, and a salsa verde, which is like a very amazing green sauce that's very garlicky. I think it's got loads of fresh garlic in because that's in season. Mm. Wild garlic, I mean. It's everywhere along the roads. You smell it on the drive in. No, I don't. It looks like fat grass. And it's got a little white flower on it now as it's just sort of in its last throes. It's a really mild garlic taste in cooking. It's so good. Mm. Going in. Um, So you talked about your mum not liking lamb when you were growing up. Where did you grow up? And what was that like on the eating front? I grew up in Ohio. Like, I grew up, Bobby, in the 90s. Um, I was born in the 80s. I'm 33. And, uh, <laughs> just say it. Just say it. Just say it. But, like, I uh, I basically baby, grew up in the 60s. Like, my father was an eye surgeon. My mother was a housewife. Dinner was on the table every night at 6 o'clock. And my mother cooked, and she cooked well. And now, you have lots of siblings or any siblings? I have, I have uh, three siblings. Oh, I have wow. an older sister, a younger sister, and a younger brother. Right. And uh, we all sat at the table at 6 o'clock, Dad at the head of the table, uh, me and Annie in the back booth, Abe at the other head, my mom and my sister on the left. So the two got, like, talk about wow. so patriarchy patriarchal in fact when my parents got divorced we were eating dinner me and my mom and my siblings were eating dinner and my mom just went she's sitting where she always sits and then she goes i'm sitting at the head of the table (laughs) it's a beautiful moment oh wow Uh, my mom is an excellent cook and um she um takes a lot of pride in her cooking obviously and i was a vegetarian for four years and I was a vegetarian at the moment my sister converted to Judaism. So she decided to take on a not lot eating. of weird, not weird, excuse me. <laughs> uh, we're we from Ohio. It's so strange. Why can't yeah. you have cheese on your burger? Right. But, oh, of course, no mixed yeah. meat and dairy. And my mother, whenever I come home from college, was like offended that I wouldn't eat her food because it's like refusing her love. Like, it'd be like, I made beef stroganoff and I was like, I don't eat beef stroganoff anymore. And she's like, but it's your favorite meal. Oh, it's what, but also this, I think <clears throat> there's so many layers of it, aren't yeah. there? There's that, if you, she clearly, like, exactly like you just said, like, yeah. loves through food. Yeah. Well, and then Classic. on our birthdays, we never had, like, big birthday parties and stuff like that, but my mom always made us any cake we wanted. She'd make a homemade cake and for dinner, we could have any meal we wanted. That she would make, and so you used to pick beef stroganoff. And I then, pick beef stroganoff, and at that one change annoys. I watch parents get annoyed. My mum get annoyed. Oh. My sister with me. If you change your favorite thing, oh, yeah. I thought I knew you. <laughs> and I, I really loved potatoes growing up in Ooh. any form. So one year I remember because this still tickles my mom. Uh, she used to make this like Mexican lasagna, so lasagna but with like um, seasoned Mexican style kind of Italian, really nice. With like taco mints, like all a bit yeah. spicier. Yeah, spicy yeah, lasagna. and still. Do you know what? I've heard. I think lasagna is the most international dish ever because okay. I'd never heard of a Mexican lasagna, but someone previously told me about. Um, a previous guest told me about like an Indian spiced. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're like, they do all the same, except the mince is cooked with all curry spices. Well, it makes sense because it's tomato and, and, you know, the egg noodle or whatever type of noodle Mm. that is. And the mint, so you could really flavor it any way you want. But one time I asked for Mexican lasagna and mashed potatoes. (laughs) My mom was like, yes. Okay, whatever, whatever you want. Brilliant. So, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, dinner time was like... Obviously, no TV on. We all sat around the table. Right. We weren't allowed to drink Coke. We could only drink water and milk at dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so very, like, quite old-fashioned when you think about it. I don't... Do you guys have dinner time at your house? Um, so it's a funny thing where well, I, I had, like, the opposite in the sense that my dad did all the cooking when my parents were together, but that was only till I was 11. And now I know my mum can really cook, mm. but she just didn't. I think she worked shifts as a nurse, and it was my dad's domain. The kitchen was my dad's domain completely, but we didn't have any regularity. There was no- nothing ever happened at a set time. I often sorted my own food from really young, uh, and um, we would have sometimes have a Sunday like roast together. But even that would be something that was meant to happen at two, and then everyone was shit-faced at six and it still hadn't happened and Mm. it was all burnt and, you know, it was chaos compared to yours. But I don't know whether that makes it... I certainly don't think that makes it better. I mean, from if you were just going absolutely just looking at this on its feminist credentials, (laughs) yes, better, supposedly. 
very independent child, but I don't know that that's better in the long uh, in the long run. But for a million reasons, um, I think there's something so lovely about sitting down together and sharing food. I mean, I wouldn't have started the podcast if I don't think mm. it's just a lovely thing to do with someone. I love it. But also, I think if you're not watching telly and you're not like these days now on your phone, yeah, I think I'll always have in my like my family that I've made. There's a no phones at the tape rule, oh, rule table. I mean, at the moment, that's quite easy to withhold because to to, uh, to stand by because my kid's only three. <laughs> yes, he hasn't got a phone yet. Yeah, last resort in a restaurant to let him watch something, but it's only if uh, only if we've you know we all haven't finished eating and he's spent. Yeah, and it's late or whatever. Or there's a conversation that has to be had amongst the adults. Yeah. that can't involve you know he yeah. needs distracting. Um, when you are well, I don't know, I'm nice. home, do you guys all eat together? I try, whenever possible, to sit down at one table and eat together. Yeah, because as I'm asking this, I realize that as stand-up comedians, I'm like, so that dinner time, you know, your work time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can Just you, when you're out Can you have work. it yeah, all? Yeah, exactly. Can you have it all? <laughs> yes. You basically can't. But it only... The, the, do you know, it's not just work. It's just... you. Just, I mean, it, maybe that is the wrong thing to say it is work you just we're rarely there at the same time yeah My, uh, all you can do is prioritise sitting down to eat together when you are all there my boyfriend grew up in a house where he was like a latchkey kid so yeah. his mom wasn't a big I only learned that term recently I think I was a latchkey kid um, and um, when we first moved in together and I started making us dinner and stuff I had to be like no no we have to turn off the TV now because it's dinner time and we have to sit at the table. Oh my God! And how did he go? Yeah, he was fine with it, but I think at first he was like, "What? Why?" And I was like, "Because it's dinner time." Now, as I'm cooking, will you set the table? And he's like, "Why do I have to set the table?" I was like, "Because I'm making the meal, and these are the rules." I love it. But did he love it? Yeah, he's fully adapted. Yeah. Also, though, I think there's a theory that it makes you concentrate on what you're eating a bit more and like appreciate it a bit more and. You know, it's not just something you're doing as a that you're not tuned into yeah. as a side product to the thing you're actually trying to do. But I think it's our generation. I think future generations are going to struggle with it more and more, in the sense that even if you take eating out of the equation, just watching TV, mm. I have to, um, I have to force myself not to look at my phone. Mm. I, I, and to the point where, unless it's something I'm bang into, like Line of Duty, Game of Thrones, even then I have to force myself. The only times where it's easy not to is when it's subtitled and I don't have a choice. Yeah. But I have to be reading that screen. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm the same what's way. What's becoming of us? I mean, our kids are going to be worse. I, yeah, it's scary. Um, <laughs> I, my goal last year was to read more. I was like, read a book a month. That's doable. That's 12 wow. books in one month. I think that's a huge... I read two. <laughs> in a year? Yeah. Well done, well and done. I'm I still st- think that's amazing. I'm that's about still, my I've been reading uh, Deborah Francis White's book, uh, The Guilty Feminist, Very good. Uh, for about six months now. <laughs> and it's just like, because I can't, I used to just be able to read and mm-hmm. focus, and, and now I'm like, I'll read three pages and be like, better check Twitter now. And it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's crazy. Really bad. Yeah. Also, that book particularly, which is very brilliant, also you'll read a chapter and then be like, I better go and write five plays. Yeah. I better go and write a novel now. Yeah. I better go and lean in and achieve my best yeah. me immediately. No, it's not. It's very. It's inspiring. It's like it's the call, uh, it's the modern lean in. Yeah. I have to call my uncle Billy and talk to him about intersectionalism before it's too late for him. <laughs> I need to. I need to employ some people who are less privileged than me immediately. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's the best best advert for that book ever. It's so great, isn't it? But at the same time, very bloody readable as well, which I think is amazing. And very funny. Yeah. I don't know if I've talked about my breakfast enough. It's really tasty. The cheddar's not as strong as I expected it to be. And actually, that's quite nice because there's enough other stuff going on. And the salsa verde is so strong. I think there might be some mustard seeds in my salsa verde as well. But, um... My mouth's ringing with lovely flavours. Mm. I think I've probably oversalted it as well, but I'm a pervert for salt. Mm. I, Are you a sweet person or a salty person? I'm a salty person, but I always... Uh, uh, my boyfriend will salt his food before he eats it. I do that. Is, oh, is that you? Oh, I hate that. I, Especially when I cook for him and I lay, lay down like this beautiful meal. And he's like, oh, thanks. And I'm like, yeah, I might have seasoned this to perfection. What are you doing? I've become my mother. I just realized that we in my own We are all becoming thing. our mums. We are all becoming our mums. Oh, this yeah. is great. This is uh, super salty because yeah. it's ham hock. There's yeah. a lot of uh, 
fat in it, but it's not it's not greasy. Um, no. It's just delicious. No, it looks fantastic. It's, um, Have you ever used food to say sorry? I'm sure I have. I don't think I've ever like been like, "Hey, listen, I got really drunk at your party, so here's a casserole." <laughs> but yeah, I think like because I'm the one who <laughs> <laughs> taken literally. It's a terrible question, isn't it? I've slept with your partner. Have an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> when I've when Tom and I've gotten in a rip roaring fight and I'm the one in the wrong, usually a roast dinner's around the right. corner. Okay, so that's a perfect so, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Is that his favorite meal? Um, no, but it's mine to cook. Uh, or if he asks for something, I'll uh, I'll make it. And he used to make fun of the way I made roast potatoes right. because I would buy the little new potatoes and cut them in half yeah. and roast them. My mum does them like that. It's lovely. And my boyfriend's like, no, you're supposed to make big potatoes and blah, blah, blah. So I started making them the way he yeah. wanted them. And the first time I made them, he's like, what happened to your roast potatoes? I was like, you made fun of them. And he's like, but I like your little weird roast potatoes. <laughs> Why don't we have the little weird ones anymore? I'm like, because you made Put on my potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. A few years ago, did you do some... Um, so you lift weights? Mm-hmm. We're ladies who lift. Full um, disclosure, I am kind of uh, haven't lifted seriously for a little while. But fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But you know what you're doing. And um, I think, did a few years ago, you... I might be completely wrong, but I had the impression you did something maybe for Vice or something, where you did some, some quite extreme eating and you were doing extreme fitness stuff as part yeah, of it. You I, did a picture for a TV show, and I want to know what you had to do in the eating. No, I did it like. for my own blog, because no one's ever wanted to buy what I'm selling. Um, <laughs> so if you're listening See, at home... that's even more... This girl will do You had to be so self-motivated. So, so you did some... Yeah, tell me about all the so things you did. What I did is I did a couple things... Um, I in January I did three diets in one month. Oh God! So and I blogged I think daily on them. Oh God! What weight loss diets? No, just body changing. Body uh, what, column A, column B. Right. Um. So I did, I did a three day juice cleanse, which, um. I have come to the conclusion that juice cleansers are bullshit and no one should ever do them, no. ever. They're not worth it. Um, you can't focus. If you, you have... You just shit yourself for three days. Yeah. There's, um, ev- there's so much science that says yeah. this is, you, you're fine. And you might feel a little bit high because your body's starved after yeah. three days. But you're giving yourself a colonic. You can't, you can't perform. Like you, getting, you can't yeah. work. God. You can't think. It's awful. Don't do it. Yeah. It's not worth it. 
So I did a three-day juice cleanse. I did the paleo diet. Oh, God. That's supposed to give you terrible breath. And I did... uh, So I did two weeks of a paleo and two weeks of um, the crazy, crazy, sexy... Crazy Sexy Kitchen, crazy... I don't know the names uh, of any of these fucking Anyways, things. basically an all-vegan diet with no okay. uh, with no gluten. Oh, or, my God. Or uh, processed sugar. Is it is it an ironic name that it's called the Crazy Sexy? Yeah. <laughs> making it sound really fun. Well, I mean, this woman's lives. marketing is on par. Um... So it was it was interesting. I was pretty sure after the juice cleanse I would gain all that weight back. And I actually I think because basically for a whole month I didn't have processed carbs. I didn't gain any weight back. So What's a processed carb. So like I didn't eat um any white bread, I didn't eat any um any sugar of any kind. If I wanted a sweet thing, I'd like my There's indulgence sugar in everything how do you have no no refined sugar no refined sugar you still have so, honey uh i didn't eat honey um i had just stevia. fruit i had fruit when i wanted fruit and i ate as much fruit as i want um, some people were like, well, you have to be careful because there's a lot of sugar in fruit. And I was like, listen, I could eat 22 apples. Needs I'll be sugar. fine. Yeah. Um, uh, but I didn't gain any weight after the juice cleanse because I wasn't eating um, carbs. No oatmeal, no rice. Um, it was... Uh, Your mental health, I should say. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's just it. I, then I did lose a significant amount of weight, and I was real proud of myself. But then I was afraid <laughs> to eat oh, again, and I did keep the weight off for like a year oh, that I so lost. Long. But it was just, it was, it, and it. I was glued to my kitchen. Like I like to cook, but I was cooking everything, and I worked out at two Ooh, different sense. specific cookbooks. Weighing shit and measuring shit. And well, no, it wasn't. There was no portion control, which okay. was nice. There was no portion control. Um, so if I I could eat all of the lamb I wanted um, on the paleo part, you know, you spend a month really dedicated to forensically cooking and eating and writing yeah. about it, and and I did lose a I, I lost. A noticeable amount yeah. of weight and then I was afraid to eat again and I tried to set up I should probably take all these posts down but it's like 300 pages worth of writing so I don't want to yeah. like be like actually what I well, should I do is write an addendum a, yeah yes because do that. I can't like at the end I was like and now I've come up with all these ways to keep to like use what I learned in real no, life and I do no, none of them no. I do none of them <laughs> Um, because it's not sustainable. Yeah, and they're not bad ideas, actually, as far as, like, uh, just being more aware of what you eat. But, I don't know, I, my mom, although she cooked all the time, I was always on a diet. There was times Whoa. where she was doing Jenny Craig, so they have those ready meals. She would cook us a whole meal. She'd cook us beef stroganoff and, and sit down. sit down and have and a Weight Watchers ready meal, yeah. basically. It's horrible. So, oh, God. my relationship... So she's... Essentially a feeder dieter. Yeah. Like a classic ve- feeder dieter. I didn't know that term, but yeah. I've made it up. I, th- th- yeah, no, that's but exactly I feel like what she it, is. Most people who have at some point ever had any complications with eating in their life will have had someone in their upbringing who yeah. did a mixture of that. Either one doing one and one doing the other or whatever, but when yeah. you were one doing both. And it just, um, so my, as much as I love food and I love cooking, my relationship with food through the years has not been great. Mm. Uh, and one reason why I do like cooking is because in my mind, if I made it, I have no guilt about eating it. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I, I, I spent an hour making this. I can eat as much of it as I want because... Yeah. You know, I've earned my food. I've worked for it. You know. Also, there shouldn't be any guilt anyway, even if somebody else has made it. You know. Yeah. That's the. That's what's so fucked up about. I think a culture that we're all. I say we're all. I'm sure there are exceptions, but I've learnt through doing this podcast and had an inkling before. There's so many women of the last five generations. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably longer, but well, it's just got worse and worse and worse. And they spent s- their whole life trapped in this culture of. Just, just desperate to be smaller. Mm. Constantly desperate to be smaller. Sometimes, now it, it takes on the guise of being desperate to be more ethical, or be more um, clean, yeah. or be more fit. fit. Yeah. Um, and you can do, you can take on any of those things as being your ultimate goal. But essentially, ultimately, if we're honest, what we're all being told all the time 
is smaller, smaller, smaller. Yeah. And all the ways, almost all the ways that m- medicine and our parents and the diet industry are telling us to achieve that are, are misguided. Oh, so the, the kindest way you can put it is misguided. And the probably most honest way you can put it is money-grabbing fucking ignorant accountants. Mm. Because it's fucking people's heads up. Because it's not sustainable. None of these things are sustainable. No. They're all symptoms of you embark on them all in self-hatred. And they do work sometimes for a bit. And then... But you... Oh, God, now. But I'm at this point like, now where if I even think about... So something's coming up where I know I'll be looked at in a way, mm. for example. Like a photo shoot or something like that. So I had a photo shoot that was a complete failure in December. And... um it's so funny, I in the run-up to that, I don't know how honest I've been about this on this podcast, but in the run-up to that, I deluded myself that it was just fitness. It wasn't weight loss, it was fitness. Yep, I know that. Um, I just did a bit of intermittent fasting and I worked my upper body really hard, lifting-wise. Mm. As soon as I embarked, I did about three days in to some very slight intermittent fasting, my mental health went to the fucking dogs just sobbing daily sobbing just sobbing 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 because I'm hungry yeah I don't deal very well with being hungry no no one does no one does it's not good for you it's not good for your brain it's so bad for you I I feel like daytime TV is so full of it it's full of people doing guinea pigging themselves for yeah I did see one recently it was some middle aged guy and he at least he was honest and said it wasn't worth it my mood's so terrible but also the guy wasn't even I hate to say it's not he wasn't a big guy. You know, yeah. He was doing it just as an experiment. He, you know, he probably he he was probably someone who used to be really much heavier, who got to whatever state he's got. Yeah. In, but perhaps through something more sustainable, and then for the sake of getting more TV work, had agreed to do this thing where he um, he only had something like a thousand calories a day or something. And um, he was so low, and he was honest about how low he was, and that was on yeah. like midday. I was like, okay, good. That's at least something. But it's still more stuff about diets on the telly. There's um. <laughs> A book I read in high school, because, like I said, I haven't read for years. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, it's by a guy named Augustine Burroughs, who's written some really great books. And he wrote yeah. a book called This Is How. Okay. And it's uh, his version of a self-help book, but it's not a self-help book. Mm. And so it's like, this is how you deal with death. And he talks about his friend who died of AIDS. And, it, mm-hmm. and he's like, this is how... I don't know if it's like if it's called this is how you lose weight that oh, section God. or this is how but he he, he talks about how um, I might call it might not well I'll say this and then I'll say that he talks about how people do all this restriction and he he talked to people in eating disorder clinics and this girl who suffered from anorexia was like he's like why are you doing this and she's like I want to be small and he's like she doesn't say she wants to lose weight she do, she wants to be small she wants to be less invisible. in the world and uh, and just the psychosis that goes with that and it, and as he's talking he's like and you know if you look at your life and you're like this is what I like to eat and this is how I like to live he's like maybe just come to terms with this is how this is the size you're going to be mm. so I the 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 section might be called this is how you be fat but it's the whole point of it is like listen if you don't want to overhaul your life yeah. which no one does no, why don't you so just accept to think about what your body is right now at the way you eat and live and i it's the first time i've ever seen that written down yeah i feel like um, we're the world's coming around to that idea yeah because ultimately with a bit of education on top of that in terms of what nutrients are in things Mm. And if you stop and think about how certain things you eat make you feel, then you're in the body you're in then. Yeah. I think you're healthy. In the head as well. Mm. It's, uh, I think we were looking at it all wrong. We're designed to prioritise where we're going to get our food from and to love the things that taste delicious. Yeah. And now we're in a world where, for most of the people I'll talk to on the podcast, we have access to too much of those things. Yeah. And it fucks you up to say, well, I'm not having any then. Well, uh, um, a little fun antidote. Um, <laughs> last year, I got the chemical depression real bad. And I'm one of those people yeah. who, when they get depressed, I stop moving and I uh, comfort eat. Yeah. And, like, blindly, you know, sit in front of the TV and eat, like, five pots of noodles. Yeah. I love a pot of noodle. Guilty pleasure. Pot of noodle. Mm, love it. So, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much. Anyways, <laughs> I gained last year... 
um, 30 pounds. And, and um, uh, my whole life, and I've never been a super skinny person, I've always been like, if I get to this weight, then I'll get on TV. Oh, then I'll God. get the agent I want. Then oh, and I, God. I gained all of this weight. And... Um, and it was the heaviest I've ever been. And I was also out of shape. I started smoking. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't lifting. I wasn't doing yoga. Yeah. I, I was in a bad mental mm-hmm. place, which put me in a bad physical place. But I, I gained all this weight, and then I went on. At the NHS hooked me up with some pills and some therapy and some just great help. And I started to get better. And when I got better... Good uh, therapy in terms of good the Good therapy. Stuff. Yeah, great therapy. And... Um, when I started to get better, still heavier than I've ever been, um, Channel 5 got in touch and asked me to film something. The agent I've always been interested is now interested. Uh, my boyfriend didn't leave me. My friends still love me. And it was like... Not crying. Like, like now... I, I'm now moving more because oh, I yeah. want to move more. Yeah, well, but that's now, the only reason anyone should well, ever. Well, and now I'm not chasing this pipe dream of like, I'll get on live at the Apollo when I'm 120 pounds, oh. which is like never a weight I've ever been or will ever be. I'm just like, oh, it didn't matter. Yeah. My entire life I've been beating myself up. Yeah. And uh, now that I'm more, I'm bigger than I've ever been, now things are starting yeah, to happen because you it's so cliched I don't I think love yourself is too fucking broad and bollocksy it's just you uh oh accept move, yourself yeah move through the world as you yeah. are and be okay with who yeah, you yeah, are yeah. take each day as it comes yeah you can't live any I, I honestly think that the saddest people I know are the ones who have a plan to be happy eventually in yeah. any context, whether it's about their body and how they eat or whether it's about whatever. But also, all these people who go, if you, let's, to keep it on the theme <laughs> for once ever, Jess, the idea that you can be miserable to get to a small size that then you'll be happy at and then you'll stay at that. No, you will have to stay miserable forever. Yeah. And I do know people who are sustaining their misery. Yeah. And I'm, by misery, I mean really deeply depressed. Yeah. You know, un- really, really mentally unwell people who are maintaining a tiny body through starvation. Yeah. But the, the problem is, I mean, you fucking got there and it's amazing. I'm on the journey, I'm trying. The it's still a journey, I wouldn't say I'm, well, I'm yeah, fine every day. No, I'm not fine every day either. Who the fuck is fine every day? There's just so much still left in the whole world work-wise to be done on this in a mm. sense that, oh, I don't know. Shrink gave me a book years ago called Fat as a Feminist Issue. Um, Ooh, but what's fascinating great. about that is that um, it was written in the 70s and it's quite seminal. Um, I know a handful of women and they've all read it and they've all taken a slightly different message from it, yeah. which is quite interesting. Um, so it's not necessarily like... At the time, it's pretty avant-garde, but ultimately, it's ultimately uh, a probably overly practical and prescriptive, quite CBT mm-hmm. first effort at some really intuitive eating, mm-hmm. where you listen and you enjoy it and you try and slow down, or whatever. But there's no rules. I think one of the first things you've got to do in it is go to a supermarket, pick up every single thing you want, yeah. go hungry, go against all the rules, go starving yeah. to the supermarket money has to be no issue on this day and pick up everything all the shit everything everything you'd eat if you were going to binge eat or purge or whatever yeah whatever your thing you do when you're not being kind to yourself yeah when it comes to eating get all of it fill your cupboards with it at home and you can have any of it whenever you want oh and it's like it sounds psychotic <laughs> it sounds like freedom yeah it is sounds psychotic but, but it's freedom and I think it's exactly the same thing as those people who give up smoking but always carry a packet yeah there's no because it's, it's strength you to me it. that is strength and it's not strength you've got it but you can't have it yeah you can every now you can yeah. have it you yeah. can have it absolutely in the permission you're choosing not to yeah or you're choosing to yeah and Eva's fine yeah Eva's absolutely fine it's fine to eat all that it's fine to smoke a fag yeah it's up to you whether you want to or not yeah I, th- I think that's amazing. God. It's skiddy making, isn't it? Yeah. Giddy, not skiddy. I said that weird. <laughs> it's not skiddy making. No one shat themselves. Um, shouldn't have shouted that in a lovely busy cafe. Uh, apologies to everybody else. Eating here. That 
my brekkie was really delicious. Oh, so good. Thanks for being so kind and honest. You're welcome. I talk to so many people who've had disordered eating on my podcast, but not many of them other than me talk about oh, really? fucking throwing it in mindlessly throwing it well, in well I think it's but we've important. had honest conversations in the past yeah. so, but thank you for being and it's just it's one of those things where like when you restrict yourself to a point that you're no longer happy like I think food and meals should be enjoyed like Thanksgiving mm. meal this drives me nuts talk to me about Thanksgiving because obviously that's not been part oh, of oh my, my culture at so all. I did one uh, here oh. in London when the first year I moved because I was still trying to make friends and you do it through my mom's mashed potatoes <laughs> and uh, uh, the, the thing that gets me about holidays and it happens in Thanksgiving it happens in Christmas when like people come out with the healthy version of a mm. I'm like it's one meal a year I don't need healthy. I don't need. This is not the day I'm going to eat cauliflower mash. Um, but everyone does Thanksgiving differently. Um, my mom makes a uh, great. You know what I should do? Is you I should give me your mom's mashed potato I'll, recipe I'll for give my you, patrons. I'll give you all of. I'll give you the full recipe for all of uh, the Thanksgiving for, for Vicky Kramer's Thanksgiving meal. <gasps> Yes, please. And so what's really nice about this is my mom, um, all of these meals can be made, the potatoes can be made, I don't know how they stay good, but almost like two weeks before. So you can make all of it the day before except for the uh, corn pudding. It's called Fern's Corn Pudding. I think it has like eight egg yolks in it. It's delicious. And um, sweet corn. so it's sweet corn uh, made like in like an eggy, I guess you could call it a flan. Like an omelette type. Yeah, but it is sweet. It is sweet Ooh. with a little salt. And then um, our sweet potatoes, soup, soup's easy to make. We don't do the marshmallow thing, which I know uh, British people are always like, the potatoes with a marshmallow. That's not our oh, bag. Okay, okay. But what you do is you... Um, you you boil your potatoes. You you have them. You peel them, and then you make your sauce. And the sauce is butter, cinnamon, brown sugar, a little nutmeg. Melt that. You pour it over the potatoes, and then you can you can put it in the oven uh, right away, or you can make it like a couple days before. So it's just whacking everything in the oven. And I'm not a big fan of the sweet potatoes, but when I made them for the my Brits, they were like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever had. And I called my mom to be like, how do I make how do I make this? And my mom's like, you know. I was like, okay, imagine that I haven't been paying attention the last 28 years. <laughs> and she sent me the Betty Crocker cookbook, which is a bit of a rite of passage in my family to get the Betty Crocker cookbook. Yeah. And she was like, I use this recipe to make the stuffing. And I was like, okay. So in the cookbook, it says use two tablespoons of butter. And she goes, yeah, I use two sticks. And so... Um, but it's all like um, the stuffing. You can do it as stuffing or dressing. The difference between stuffing and dressing is the stuffing goes in the bird. The dressing you can bake out of the bird, right. but it's the exact same thing. Uh, you chop up some onion. Uh, I think it's just onion and celery. And, and you boil it in butter. There's a thing here. And uh, then you, you take some just regular old store bread. Uh, let it go stale. Rip it up. And you pour... Um, the the onion the onion butter um, celery thing over the bread it's mix a savory it bread pudding uh, yeah it's one of the most brilliant ideas I've ever add heard add sage add salt Ooh, add pepper if it if it feels too dry throw some uh, throw some chicken stock on it throw a little more butter on it put anything you want in it you bake that and, yeah and you bake oh it you can stuff it into the bird and bake the bird like that so then it gets the bird drippings in it as well and uh, the mashed potatoes are um, so obviously where uh, they're whipped they're whipped potatoes uh, I didn't know people actually use mashers still until I moved here my mom always whipped them yeah, yeah. Um, a, a mixer a little hand mixer brilliant it's, it's much easier I don't know why everyone's still mashing like, um, potatoes uh, like you'd use to um, cream soup yeah with just the blade inside the stick on the no like an old fashioned one with the with, with the, the whisk on with the bottom the whiskey with like things. a yeah. balloon like a balloon yeah. thing on the bottom yeah um, and um, I thought if you did that, it just sort of turned to lumps and liquid. No, you you, you don't do it, it for too long. 
You whip it before you put anything in it so it's as smooth or as chunky as you just, want. So you just boil the potatoes and then whip the pricks. And, and then, then you add your milk, you add, your butter, yeah. or your oil and your yeah. So oil the way my mom makes these potatoes is, I don't think there's any butter in them. There's uh, sour cream and Philadelphia cream cheese. Salt and pepper to taste. And uh, they are the richest things you've ever had. Oh my God. Do you know what? My brother, James, my half-brother, he's my brother, um, his favorite food in the world is cheesy mash. Oh, and my yeah. uncle Rob, actually, who's from Glosser, it's a... Uh, they, and it's basically just it's just tons of cheddar whisked into mash with a layer of cheddar melted on top sounds amazing but um, I want them to try this sour cream it's really nice I feel like this is the nuance this is like yeah. the people who eat out's version of their cheesy mash yeah it's great and um, and then uh, cranberries we do real simple cranberry take cranberries put them in water boil them add a cup of sugar put them in the fridge we don't do like any fancy cranberries no. it's all very warmy cranberries are a fucking strong flavour yeah. but also you don't want even too much sugar because it sounds like in the context of this meal there's a massive amount of richness for them to need to cut through yeah. because cranberries are serving quite an important culinary yeah, purpose yeah. in this yeah. because all of this sounds amazing but it all sounds like thick very full, rich, rich and then, salty sweet yeah. big umami massive yeah. Yeah. filling yeah. and then you need some sharp citrus yeah to suck it up yeah. I know they're a berry they're not citrus don't write in <laughs> but they're tart they're I mean, tart this sounds incredible oh it's so when's good when's Thanksgiving again October it, it, no it's November it's November. always the third November. Thursday of November In, and will you be doing one this year <laughs> should actually um yeah I'm, I'm, um, i won't do it on thanksgiving day because now i go home for thanksgiving okay. but sometime in november i'll make a do like a warm-up i'll do Can it you do a warm-up yeah, one do at the start warm-up. Of just for me yeah there we thank go thank you job done um okay right five second rule yes or no uh just i, I mean i don't count no no, no, don't count anything. Good, good work. I mean, I'll eat it um, on the f- uh, if it's been on the floor for a while. So that's what I'm saying. Perfect. Um, what's the worst? <laughs> this is potentially a very rude question, but what's the worst thing you've ever done with food? I don't know if I can She's talk done a really about good this on the She's podcast. Done a really good face. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, one time I got a Vitamix because uh, I do like um, I, I do like a smoothie every now and then, and uh, you like I use it as a mixer as well. And it heats a Vitamix. If you turn it on long enough, heats up the food. Oh, uh, right. So it's like quite a oh, quite is it a like machine. A bullet? Yeah, a but on it's like the Cadillac of oh, mix right. of uh, blenders. Oh, they're, I see. they're so expensive. Um, but um, I decided to make um, broccoli soup. Uh, in the Vitamix that would be heated in the Vitamix and I took like broccoli stalks and I threw it in there and some uh, you know some chicken stock or vegetable stock in there and I threw in some garlic Uh, now garlic if you just put it in a Vitamix and don't cook it it's quite strong Uh, I didn't think about that oh my god I I can smell the sweat I can smell the after sweat it it, like sunk to the bottom so me and my boyfriend were eating it and we're like it's a bit garlicky and then our mouths were burning (gasps) from garlic and we smelled the garlic for days. It's the only time I've ever cooked anything and threw it out immediately. Oh, like it God. was so gross. It's nothing worse than when you're just not expecting it. Like I, uh, I just mindlessly made uh, some breakfast the other day. Thank God I made something different for my kids. It wasn't like a double waste. But I had stewed. I got some rhubarb out my mum's garden. I love rhubarb, but I stewed it with some sugar, but not enough. Yeah. So I put some. <laughs> never. I always don't do enough. And then like. Put that on some yogurt, put a bit of granola on top for breakfast, and then a massive heap of my favourite really posh honey I've got at the moment. Nice. Took one mouthful and was like, <sighs> and then the rhubarb had gone off. I had oh. been in the fridge for way too long. Yeah. Eggs. It tasted of eggs. <sighs> but that's the kind of thing that I'll, I'll like quickly get it, like spit it out, empty the bowl, like wash it out immediately yeah. before I do anything. Else. But then that's it, like the idea of it and the idea of the smell. That was nearly a week ago and I'm still thinking about it. Uh, so that's not good, is it? It's the same thing as, it comes back to that thing of like clinging on to the negative stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't we wallow in the positive a bit more? Um, okay, have you got any particular thoughts on the sort of veganism and the environment and the future? 
it's a huge thing, but like any particularly tangy opinions or are you pretty neutral on that stuff? Um, I think it's a great thing. I personally am not a vegan or vegetarian uh, at the moment, although I'm open to going back or going to veganism. Yeah. I think like again today watching the lambs is like if I'm gonna eat meat I could be a little more aware of where it comes from yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, I think it's a positive movement um, but I'm not I mean I, I'm not practicing it so I no. can't be like everyone but, should do it no no I certainly don't think everyone should I don't think everyone should do it but like, why can't everyone do a bit of it yeah it's just you know, a little less a little. No, not, not absolutist it's not a religion yeah it's a, it's a type of mindfulness, and in that, absolutism doesn't really have a place. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. there we go. I've asked you what your opinion was, and then given mine, but and, more succinctly uh, than our, usual. For our once. opinions are the exact same. You just said it better. Mm, yum in my tongue. The two last dogs in the world could bone and make a beautiful litter of puppies and save them from extinction, but they're not interested and they've realised they would be, uh, but only first they got to watch you, and weirdly it does have to be you, Abaglia, do a 48-hour jousting session. Don't ask, it's basically porn for dogs. <laughs> uh, you're wearing all the armour and banners and shit uh, over two really hot summer days without ever stopping. Sounds impossible, but you do it! Yay. You're a hero! You are, like, uh, lauded as the saviour of all dog kind for the rest of ever. Uh, you are, like, gone down history as having had a very important role for humanity and dogs and everyone, because dogs are ev the best thing in the universe, yeah. arguably. Um, and you're knackered. Like, this is physically the most challenging thing. I mean, it's probably the most challenging thing that anyone's ever done. Sorry about this. Guys, yeah. you've done eight marathons in the desert. This was harder. That was the point of the nature of the question. <laughs> and you've done it. And um, so you're in that post-massive exercise, like, high, but then when the hunger of that is realised. Yeah. So you can have whatever you like. I want to know. Your reward for this is the feast of your dreams. I want to know. I don't want ethics to come into it. I don't want health to come into it, necessarily. I, um, and nothing you say has to be possible. Yeah. So these people don't have to be alive. The food doesn't have to exist. Okay. Okay. What are you eating? What are you drinking? Who with? And where? Um, I want uh, the. I want a really good red wine. Ooh. Uh, really good. Now I don't know wine well. Okay. So I can't tell you like the specific wine, but I want it dry. Uh, but full body it's not mm. sweet no sweet wine and I want um, a filet mignon the size of my head uh, <laughs> uh, cooked rare um, yes. and if you're someone who cooks uh steak well done just be vegan you're wasting your time you're you're you're, I mean, you're, wa you're literally you're, wasting you're food. insulting your food and um and then i want uh, uh garlic mashed potatoes or not garlic mashed potatoes my mom's mashed potatoes and i really love broccoli said no one mm. ever but i genuinely do i love broccoli so, roasted i yes. love so i want broccoli in a olive oil with a with uh, garlic and salt and pepper um, for pour, oh, uh, sorry I want to start my meal before I go to wine I'm going to have a cocktail and it's going to be a dirty martini extra Ooh. dirty Love. what's the dirty bit of this uh, uh, olive brine Olive brine. Olive brine. Mm. And I want uh, big olives stuffed with blue cheese in Fit. in my... Uh, Fit. Yeah. You've never had that? Oh, it's amazing. You what, don't really... Big olive, like a handful of olive. Yeah. With blue cheese inside yeah, with it. Yeah, blue cheese inside <gasps> of it. You guys don't salt really... Salt and salt. Well, that's what an anchovy would be. Yeah, it's great. You guys don't really do dirty martinis here, which is a, a, a shame. I don't think I've ever had a dirty martini in well, my life. Well, when you come over for Thanksgiving, we'll start, start with, with dirty, dirty martinis. Yes, please. Um, yeah, please. And uh, what do I want? To, I forgot the starter. What do I want as a starter? Oh, I want. Um, I want um, shrimp. 
cocktail, but not the way you guys do it with the mayonnaise. Uh, shrimp the way we do it, which is like a cold shrimp with nothing on it, and then you get a sauce, which is basically ketchup and horseradish, oh, and you fit. dip it in it, and you eat it, So and it's big, big prawns, like the giant one. Ketchup and horseradish is the bit of this that's intriguing me. It, yeah, I think it's ketchup and horseradish. or It's, it's, like, it's not a, like seafood sauce we have, which is basically ketchup and mayonnaise mixed up, and it's pink, and it's quite spicy, and sometimes you might have a little bit of tomato puree in it, dash of Tabasco. Yeah, but... We call uh, it a Mary Rose sauce. Something like that, but it also has horseradish in it. It's nice. It's real nice. I think that's how you make it. It sounds like Bloody Mary, then. Like, it's the same flavours, but on a prawn. And then for dessert, I want a chocolate... One of those chocolate lava cakes where you open it up and the chocolate melts out with the with homemade Grater's ice cream, which uh, again Grater's Grater's, which is a brand uh, from Indiana, uh, which doesn't export much. You can only get it in that area. It's one of like Haagen Dazs, Ben and Jerry's, nothing compared to Grater's. I've never heard of Grater's. So gone, so gone, and uh, uh, a coffee. Yeah, and uh, with good work, being a young person who still likes a coffee at oh, the end of a dinner. And then after my coffee and my dessert, I'll have a uh, whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> We're old men. Yeah. We're just a couple of old men. There's a, having a coffee and a whiskey. At the there's end. A, got a favorite whiskey. Uh, I like Kentucky bourbon. Okay, um, you are so American. Yeah, so American. <laughs> Um, this I, is a very, you've got a very patriotic yeah. oh meal. My, nothing like living abroad makes you more embarrassed and more patriotic yeah. at the same time. It's Let me tell you. It's very confusing. It's like, people are like, Americans are idiots. I'm like, no, we're not. What does, Sorry, though. What does lambing mean? Uh, <laughs> what is Wales? Which is, which is something someone did have to explain to me. Um, but, uh, there is a uh, steakhouse in New York City. If you're, there's a really good steakhouse in Dayton, Ohio. But I'm going to go ahead and say your patrons yeah. probably won't go to Dayton, Ohio. There's well, one. Well, they on, might know this distance. Okay, America. cool. There's one in uh, Dayton, Ohio, called uh, the Pine Club, right. where it, it's old time steakhouse where you go in and it's so dark you can't see your food. Is this where you'd go to have this meal? I would. I I was thinking more of the place in New York. Ah. Uh, and this is called Homestead Steakhouse, mm. and it is on 14th and 8th Avenue, I believe. Okay. Get a reservation, and if you ever go to New York and you want to treat yourself to a great meal, that's where you go. You go to okay. Homestead. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. I want to go to New York and go yeah. there. Have my once every five years steak. There you go. It's I good. They have a Kobe so beef I can't remember there. the last time I had a steak. Oh, I just love it. I have one every there time days, I'm on my period. I don't, I do, fair yeah. enough. That makes sense. That's mine, please. Um, I have a... I have... There are a days where I think I could do now. I want one now. But then the opportunity isn't there to have a splendid one, so I'm yeah. not going to do it. Um, but there... Are, I know... It's a bit like sex, isn't it, really? You can't plan to want it. Yeah, no. Uh, that being said, me and my boyfriend I, are I like, so Tuesday? <laughs> You've been together a while. Yeah. I understand. Um, <laughs> We're both very busy. He works during the day. I work at night. Things need to be scheduled. Very sexy. Sexy to have a schedule. So there. Um, oh, God, that's amazing. Who do you have there at your meal? Uh, oh, he, uh, him, him. Now that you've told us that about him, it has to be him, right? Yes, of course. Um, so my boyfriend's at the meal. Uh, my mother, because she's a big foodie as well. Uh, my father, who's passed away, is the guy who taught me how to order a meal. You know right. what I mean? Tell me this. How to do how to do starters? How to do? I went to my first fine dining experience when I was seven, and it nice. was lost on me. Um, uh, so definitely my dad. And, and a place. Let's wind it back to when my parents still loved each other. And um, uh, and if I can have anyone at the meal, so it'd be us four, and then. Um, but just for a bit of, you know, there's only so many times my parents can look at Tom and I and go, we're really proud of you. Uh, let's have Robin Williams there. Because I bet he'd really like, he'd do voices. We'd be we'd be spitting out lava chocolate cake laughing at uh, all the things he does. So yeah, that's oh, I, love it. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for being such a brilliant guest. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. I've loved it. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Mmm, delicious.
What a joyful thing that was to record. And I can't thank Abigail enough for her openness and brilliant, funny company. You should follow her on social media. She's at Abigail. It's A-B-I-G-O-L-I-A-H. And she's on tour with her latest show, which is called Do You Know Who I Think I Am? Uh, this autumn, 2019, that is, if you're listening in the future. And tickets are on sale now. You can um, link to them through her Twitter. Go, go, go. Also follow us on social media at The Hoovering Pod. You can follow me at Jessica Foster Q. You can come to live shows. I would love that come to my stand-up shows i would love that if you want to email me or find links to all the gigs and hoovering stuff and then go to my website jessicafosterq.com huge thanks to acast for hosting the podcast hoovering is produced by emma Corsham, and the music is by mike greenway until next week happy hoovering hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.